With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And good day, everybody. We got baseball back, baby. Let's go. Baseball is back. Episode 121. Talking Friars podcast. Ben Fadden, your host here. An agreement has just happened. A lot of stuff happened. Between last night when I was just pissed off about game, the second week of games being canceled, you fast forward less than 24 hours later, and we have a deal. Two weeks of games are not canceled. It's only about, well, no games are canceled, actually. But the season is going to be pushed back from March 31st to April 7th, it seems like. Padres are going to be starting opening day at Arizona against the Diamondbacks on April 7th. Baseball is back. Jeff Passon reported it. All the reporters have reported it. It is official. Baseball's back. We're getting into all of that. Uh, This is just a quick reaction episode for you. Uh, I'll probably end up going live later tonight uh, at like 6 Eastern time, somewhere around there. Whenever tweets come out that free agency has started, uh, because I want to get my live reaction. Hopefully you guys can join in and all that. Get live reaction to moves that Preller makes moves that Major League Baseball makes, any other teams around the league. going to be a great night. Hopefully uh, this owner vote will ratify it, obviously, at about 6 Eastern, so 3 o'clock Pacific time on San Diego time. This is amazing. Uh, It it looked like an agreement was going to get done after Jeff Passon reported at 11.22 a.m. Eastern time today that there was an agreement on the international draft. Remember, the international draft was the big holdup in all of this. The players obviously didn't want the international draft. The league did want it, and they were going to attach no uh, draft pick compensation 
to players like Nick Castellanos and guys like that. So it was like a trade-off. Players didn't want it because Latin players were pissed off about it. And I agree. I understand where they were coming from. Uh, but an agreement was made on the international draft of when that needs to happen. So to be clear, there was no agreement on if there's going to be an international draft or not. That has not been decided. What has been decided is when the date is that they have to decide on when they will either have an international draft or not in 2024. That date that they have to come to in an agreement on if there's going to be an international draft or not is July 25th. Uh, so if a deal is reached, the qualifying offer will vanish. Players will not have that attached to them. And that will definitely bring in more teams to have more serious interest in those big name players that maybe they wouldn't have if that qualifying offer was still attached to them. No deal. If there's no deal uh, on by that July 25th date, uh, for the international draft, it will go back to the way it was. It will be, there will be a qualifying offer attached to certain guys. And then there will, but there will be an inter, there will no not be an international draft. So that's where we're at. Uh, that's with the international draft stuff. So all the reports that are saying that there has been an agreement on the international draft is false. Technically, it's about agreeing on when they're agree, agreeing on an, a deadline date to when they need to agree on if there will be an international draft or not, if that makes sense. Um, so, man, I wish uh, teachers and stuff would push back, you know, make agree to push back deadlines by three, four months. But that's the way that's where it is right now. Um, so that's the international draft. They got past that hurdle, at least pushing it back. And once that happened, for me, it was like, okay, we're serious. A deal is going to get done here. This is huge. Um, because they were close on the CBA numbers, the luxury tax, the pre-R bonus pool money. So I have all the notes here. Something funny, though, as I usually have done over the last 100 days or whatever, gone over the timeline of these events. Whenever any major events happen, a timeline from earliest to the most recent of today. And shortly after Passon's tweet announcing that deadline for they have to agree on if they're going to have an international draft or not, Jeff Passon was hacked on Twitter. Unbelievable. I was laughing. I was listening to 97.3, the fan Ben and Woods, and they were laughing about it. They changed their username about it. And you can look on up on my Twitter account at talking friars. I have it up there on what really happened, what that account was. Uh, supposedly it was some NFT school tunes, uh, some account that that's what hacked. That's who hacked Jeff Passan couple hours later he was back jesse rogers like dunked on him on twitter tweeted quote and he was giving me crap for my picture taking in jupiter referring to passing try changing your password to on all caps i am the greatest um try try changing your password from i am the greatest see i can't even read because of how excited i am um but so rogers were just having fun there their colleagues him and passing but that was hilarious and not hilarious at the same time i tweeted like Twitter, can we get this figured out? This guy is pretty important in my life right now because passing was the guy that ended up breaking the news that there was going to, that they pushed back the international draft deadline. He's the one that broke the news that there was going to be an agreement that the players had reached an agreement uh, that they had agreed to the owner's proposal, which we'll get to. Uh, so he was the guy that was, it felt like, felt like he was going to break the news and he ended up doing it. So yeah, 
I needed him in my life, needed that Twitter account to not be hacked anymore. And it worked. Uh, so that's all good. Jeff's all good there. Now getting to the proposal at 1.49 p.m. Eastern time. So a little before 11 a.m. Pacific time, Ken Rosenthal tweeted, latest Major League Baseball proposal to the players, which is the one they ended up accepting, was a $230 million luxury tax threshold. And it would get to $244 million on that fifth year. Uh, and a $50 million pre-arbitration bonus pool money total. And so in terms of that, from the last proposal that the players had to the owners compared to this proposal that the players ended up accepting, there was a $15 million gap in pre-arb bonus pool money, a $2 million gap in luxury tax money. The players wanted $232 million. The owners gave them $230 million. The players for luxury tax uh, – no, no, no. For pre-R bonus pool money, they wanted, I believe, $65 million. The owners wanted $40 million. And they ended up agreeing, excuse me, $50 million. So it ended up being a $15 million gap between the owners and the players, what the players actually wanted and what they accepted, and a $2 million, million gap between what the players wanted and what the owners accepted. So this was surprising. I know I was listening to some Twitter spaces, and John and Jim, they did their reaction right now. Uh, I was listening to them, and they were like, we don't really care. Uh, I was listening to Michael Kasia locally in New York. They were saying they don't really care what the terms are. They just got a deal done. Who cares what the terms are, whatever. And I agree with them as a baseball fan. But, I mean, I've been covering this. Anyone that's been listening or watching to this, I've been covering this. I've been talking about the terms, why an agreement's not happening. And so I'm interested in this naturally. And so to me, it was interesting that the players agreed to, to a $230 million luxury tax threshold and $50 million in pre-arbitration pool money, bonus pool money to the top 30 war players pre-arbitration eligible because there was still a gap. The luxury tax, I'm not so surprised with that. I'm more surprised with them agreeing to the pre-arbitration bonus pool money because they were still $15 million apart on what the players wanted compared to what the owners offered and what the players ultimately accepted. So to me, um, you know, and actually, you know, let's add in the 700,000 minimum salary for 2022. Over five years, it would get up to 780,000. So the players ended up accepting that. It seems like they also accepted it with the 2020 lawsuit against the smaller market teams. I think like the A's and Rays was dropped. Looks like it's going to be dropped because it seems like most players don't care. They don't care at all about that lawsuit. They're not in the A's and Rays. What does that matter to them? Who cares about that lawsuit? You know, they don't care. Um, so the players were like, okay, we're fine with that. The deadline, they gave them a little over an hour to reach agreement on that uh, proposed deal that Major League Baseball proposed to the players. So I was kind of like, okay, really, you're going to give them an hour to decide and all these fake deadlines. The players did abide by the deadline, but it's like enough with these fake deadlines. They obviously haven't worked. It doesn't scare the players. Making these deadlines, who cares? It doesn't, it does not scare the players. You literally can't, and we'll get to this, by the way. It doesn't make sense at all, but you canceled games last night and now you're going to have a full 162 game schedule. Like that makes zero sense. So the players were not scared by any of these deadlines that were happening. Um, but let's see here. An agreement. So agreement obviously happened. 162 game season is what we're getting, according to Jim Bowden, which we'll get to. Uh, let's see here. The season would start April 7th if there was an agreement. Obviously, there's an agreement. So opening day, April 7th. So it was originally at home against the Giants. Now it's April 7th 
at the Diamondbacks. I believe it's four games against the Diamondbacks at Chase Field in Arizona, four games there. And I think it's three games against the Giants at Oracle Park. And then the Padres home opener, April 14th against the Atlanta Braves. Will Freddie Freeman be on that team? Who knows? But guess what? We can talk about baseball now. We can talk about those moves. That's what's so freaking exciting about this and why I'm pretty much just yelling at this right, yelling at you right now, because I'm so excited. We can actually talk about if Freddie Freeman, what team will he be on? What team will Clayton Kershaw end up being on? What team will Seiya Suzuki end up on? Will he be on a, will he be a Padre? Will Nick Martinez, will that deal, you know, ultimately finish? Will AJ Preller get rid of Eric Cosmer somehow? Will he get Chris Bryant, Nick Castellanos? What are they going to do with the catching position? Are they going to attach Gore and Camposano or one of those two to a Hosmer deal and so that they can get rid of Hosmer? Or are they just fine with Hosmer staying? All of this stuff we couldn't talk about 24 hours ago, less than 24 hours ago, when I recorded the last episode when Major League Baseball announced that they were canceling the second week of games. But we can talk about it now because there's an agreement. And this is an amazing, amazing feeling. When this news happened, I was eating lunch. Had some salmon, some broccoli, some sweet potatoes, and I literally almost—I was walking as fast as I could back to uh, my dorm room because I was so excited to record this episode, give my reaction because baseball was finally back. None of this John Heyman and Bob Nightingale tweeting. There's optimism. I, I'm optimistic. The owners are optimistic that a deal might happen. No, no, no. A deal actually happened. A deal is going to get ratified by the owners in two hours as I'm recording this, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific time. And later that tonight should be when free agency and deals can happen. Players can have their photos on MLB.com. And highlights can happen on MLB Network. I'm tired of seeing, you know, people and Alec, Alex Wood and those guys avatars on Twitter just being you know or no person at all just a faceless avatar on Twitter that's done that looks like it's over uh, this is an amazing day best day I've had in a while um, let's see here full season so we got a full season players beat they won the vote against themselves 26 to 12 um, the executive board which is like Max Scherzer, Garrett Cole, I think, Andrew Miller, veteran players. They voted against this proposal eight to zero. So they, my prediction was that the, uh, that the players were not going to accept this offer because I was going through the reports by the reports that they wanted the pre-arbitration pool money to be higher than 50 million. They wanted it to be 65. So I thought this $15 million gap was going to be too big. So I thought a deal was not going to happen because I thought the players would reject it because that's what Max Scherzer, those veterans wanted. But in terms of this deal, when these players, every player rep from every team made the call to players, you know, players in the group chats or however they did it, those players were like, I'm sick of this. I don't care. We have, you know, young players on this team, like the Padres, like the Trent Grishams of the world and Hassan Kim and, um, Jake Cronenworth and guys that aren't maybe not Hassan Kim because he has already already has a deal, but guys that aren't affected by this big, you know, luxury tax, they, they don't care about that. They just want to go get their salary and get their full 162 game salary. And so they were like, I'm done with this. I want to go get my salary. I want to go play baseball. I want to go try to go win a world series and play a full season. You know, I'm tired of these veteran players dictating if we're going to move past an agreement, accept the deal or not. 
And so I was wrong, I guess, with my prediction saying that the players would want a counterproposal and increase their pre-arbitration pool money offers. Uh, but look, I'm happy that there's baseball. And ultimately, it was voted 26 to 12 because you'd say, Ben, that's more than 30 teams. Yeah, but it's the eight executive board members, which are pretty much all, uh, all veterans. And then it's the 30 uh, player reps, so 38 in total that vote, 26 to 12 in favor of the owner's proposal. And so, I again, like I mentioned earlier, I was surprised that they approved this because I think both sides, like I mentioned yesterday, I thought that both sides wanted to have their agreement accepted by the other side. They were not, they were, I did not think that they were going to accept the other side. They wanted to be right. They wanted to be in control, but props to the players who accepted this deal. Um, so like I mentioned, full season, it's extended three days with double headers. Exec- executive committee, like I mentioned, voted eight to zero against the deal, but the players the rest of the league seems like wanted the deal. They said, screw it. We're tired of this negotiating. It's March 10th, for Christ's sake. Let's just go play baseball. Uh, let's just go to spring training. And the other teams that also voted against it, the Yankees, the Mets, the Astros, and the Cardinals did not want. So not every team wanted it, but those teams that did not want it, the Yankees, big market team, they probably wanted the luxury tax to be higher than what it was so that they could spend more. The Mets, obviously, Max Scherzer was the probably the most vocal guy about this. He um, he and Lindor, they didn't want this because they were they did not want Steve Cohen to be scared at all of these lax, luxury tax, tax thresholds that the league was putting on them. But Steve Cohen's the richest owner in sports. He's not afraid of these luxury tax. If he thinks he's going to win by go getting Chris Bryant, Hopefully he doesn't. I want Chris Bryan on a, in a potter uniform. Some want Suzuki, some want Castellanos, but that's a, that's a discussion we can have now because there's baseball. But moving back to this, Steve Cohen's not scared. I think the Mets players were overestimating that. He's going to spend money. But the Astros also didn't accept it, but they're a big market team. The Cardinals play like a big market team in spending. They're a baseball town. Those teams probably wanted a higher luxury tax number. But guess what? The rest of the league, the rookies, all of these players, they say, we don't care about this. We don't have, we're not getting paid $43 million a year like you, Max Scherzer, are. Sorry, dude. We want to go play baseball, you know? And fans are like, yeah, let's go play baseball. Let's go watch baseball. Let's go go to Petco Park and watch baseball. Let's go to spring training, which starts, I think, games March 18th through the 20th, something around there. I think I saw a report about that. They were pumped up to play baseball. They're tired. They were tired of all this negotiating and stuff. Get a deal done, and then that looks like that's what happened. So, again, at 6 o'clock, so a little less than two hours away, there will be the owner's vote to approve this, to finally put this through. And A.J. Preller, who's in Arizona, by the way, I believe, saw pictures of him on the backfield looking at C.J. Abrams and Robert Hassel III and James Wood and guys like that. Um, he's already in Arizona. They, he will be on the phones making deals. I expect there to, this is going to be something we have never seen before. Free agent bonanza. We're just, we've never seen this before uh, because spring training players can voluntarily report, at least from what I saw, they can report tomorrow. And so this is something, it's going to be so fast paced, so ridiculously fast paced. So here we go from Jim Bowden. Again, I'm not a huge fan of him. 
Uh, but he said, MLB fans win. Yes, you're right. Expanded playoffs probably to 12 teams. Universal DH, Nelson Cruz, welcome to the Padres. Maybe. We'll see about that. Service manipulation derailed. Tanking derailed. I think there's still going to be tanking because there's going to be a draft lottery. But I think some teams, to be quite honest, sadly, are going to see they know they, they can't compete with the Padres, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Braves, teams, the Mets, teams like that. So they're going to say, hey, we'll take a top five, top six pick, wherever the draft lottery ended up being. Young stars getting paid with the pre-arbitration bonus pool money. Uh, in 2023, band of shifts. There will be a pitch clock, 14 seconds, I believe, with no runners on base, 19 seconds with base runners, uh, larger bases, whatever you want to make of that. Again, April 7th, opening day in Arizona against the Diamondbacks. Free agency should start tonight, 162-game schedule. Let's go. Let's freaking go. This is something – look – I don't know when free agents are going to sign, but I feel like this is going to be an NBA type thing. Players, agents, teams are not supposed to be communicating with each other during this lockout, but you cannot convince me that AJ Preller and other GMs were, didn't have a burner phone communicating with guys because they wanted an advantage. They want to have an advantage and get to those players and say, Hey, we want to have the first meeting with you once the lockout ends. And so I think, look, this is going to be wild. I don't know how long. I, I just don't know how long these creatives are going to be available. But we have the Padres have the right guy as GM in terms of making moves and being able to make moves fast and being aggressive. They have the right guy in A.J. Preller to do that. This isn't a guy who's going to be sitting back. There were reports before the lockout they were interested in Nick Castellanos and Chris Bryant. Kevin Acey came on the podcast last week. You can go look on that YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Said that the Giants are probably the number one tar- uh, team of interest of Seiya Suzuki, but the Padres would consider it a great outcome. Something around that is what he said. Um, if they signed Seiya Suzuki, so it looks like they're going to be on in on him. They were interested in Chris Bryant and Nick Castellanos. Remember, they had a Nick Martinez deal in the works before the lockout, but they couldn't get – there wasn't an agreement, essentially, but they couldn't get a deal done. The paperwork wasn't sent in on time. So I think that will probably be the first move. And then, obviously, a big storyline. Will they be able to move Hosmer? Uh, a Musgrove extension, Kevin Acey said to me last week, that that's probably going to be during the season thing because of how small this timeline is going to be. Will A.J. Preller reach out to Nelson Cruz first to get that D.H. deal done for a one-year deal? Who knows? But there's so many possibilities. I am so pumped up. Hopefully you are too. Again, I hope to probably, I probably plan on going live whenever this happens, just so we can, I can be live, get my reaction when free agents actually start signing and when that free agent deal happens, because it's going to be wild. It's going to be refreshing Twitter, looking into in Twitter. Uh, because this is amazing. Um, it's going to be so fast-paced. Bob Nightingale just reported mandatory reporting date for players is in three days. If the mandatory reporting date is in three days, so what is that? March 13th. So if it's in three days, so Sunday, then you'd think that a lot of these deals, Carlos Correa, Freddie Freeman, Clayton Kershaw, go down the line. These deals are going to be done in the next three days. One heck of a weekend 
is what we're setting up for. One heck of a Thursday night is what we're setting up for. Uh, just trying to look at Twitter before we let you go here real quick. Tony Gwynn Jr., big let's go. Uh, let's see here. Kevin Acey reported, text from baseball person says, quote, get ready. You're going to get busy very, very quickly. And quote, Kevin Acey said, I'm ready. Look, look, this is going to be very, very fast-paced. I mean, my goodness. That's all I have. Episode 121, quick reaction episode. Baseball is back, baby. Baseball is back. Ben Fadden out here. Gaglione Bros. Hit him up, gaglionebros.com. They are the sponsor of this episode. Get your cheesesteak, garlic fries. You'll be able to get that soon at Petco Park, April 14th, opening day at against the Atlanta Braves at Petco Park. You'll be able to get your Gaglione Bros there in the upper deck, down the third baseline. Cheesesteaks, garlic fries, regular fries with cheese on them. Great, great, great restaurant there. Go support, go support local restaurants. We're going to have baseball. We're going to have baseball back in San Diego. Stay tuned. Talking Friars podcast at Talking Friars, Instagram, Twitter. See ya.